The Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz opened the season with a stunning win of the Denver Nuggets over the Denver Nuggets, and they've closed the home season with an equally surprising win over the Denver Nuggets. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Utah Jazz defeat the Denver Nuggets by the final score of 118-114 tonight uh, or this afternoon and the Jazz getting the win. Denver did start their regular five, played somewhat close to the sort of their rotation. They were missing a bunch of guys that might play in the playoffs a little bit for them. Um, but but really were pretty close. Um, and... The Jazz jumped out early. They won the first quarter, 32-19. They then led by as many as 19. Then the Nuggets fired back, got to the three at the half. They took the lead in the third, and you actually kind of thought that was it. Okay, they've taken the lead. They've, they've worked their all way back. Similar to the way on opening night, when the Jazz jumped out by 20 and scored 70-some-odd points in the first half, you figured that they were working their way back, and it would be that would be it, and then it wasn't it. Like, this tonight somehow seems like the perfect capsule for 41 nights of home fun this year. It, the Jazz, great success at home. Um, Average 118 points at home. And, you know, as you mentioned, started off with the Denver Nuggets, had good success against them, and again tonight. Now, those starters probably played about four or five minutes less than the minutes that they played during the course of the season, but they have some important minutes. You know, guys playing 29 minutes, the, the important guys, the starters for the most part. So it was, uh, it was a fun game. You know. The starter numbers tonight, Aaron Gordon is plus one, Jokic is minus five, Caldwell Pope's minus one, and Jamal Murray's plus one. So, like, now, Jokic was sleepy. Like, he yes, was he as was. unengaged in the game. So I wouldn't want to – it's just really cool. Like, yep. we don't need to, like – I'm not going to make a bigger proclamation of, like, oh, look, the Jazz just played with the Nuggets. No, what's cool is that this just is the same thing we've seen for 41 nights at home. That a, a team that is seemingly undermanned and seemingly short guys just plays with an energy and a tenacity and a fight uh, and plays in a, wet, in a system and in a method that allows them to compete every night. It just doesn't seem like they're out of any ball game. You know, they were down nine. They lost, you know, after losing the lead, went down nine. And as you mentioned, you thought it was over with. Continue to fight back. A couple of big, big, big buckets and all of a sudden, you know, we got a chance to win. So nothing's... Different from what we've seen all season long with this team. Will Hardy said it before the game that you know it's an inter- It was a uh, an interesting night in the sense of, or you know, when asked about the night, well, hey, we got a chance to watch Ochai. He's had a lot of focus on. We get to see Chris Dunn develop his point guard skills. We get to see Luka Samanich, who we just signed, but we get to see more of him. Like these guys were all played at a really high level tonight. Yeah. Obaji took 25 shots tonight. Oh, my. I mean, and, and that's, he didn't take 25 <laughs> shots for three weeks earlier this year. <laughs> no kidding. And, and uh, a variety of shots, most of them was jumpers. And, and, you know, he did go to the basket a couple of times, got one shot blocked going to the basket. But, you know, he, that jumper is uh, something he's, very, he's really improved on. Not only improved on, but he's, he's developing a lot of confidence in it, you know, to the point where he's not afraid to take it no matter where he's at. I think the next stage for him is, is getting to the basket. 
drawing fouls. Late game, we just put the ball at the elbow and gave the ball and let him go to work. Yes. Like three straight plays. I think he converted on two of the three again, going up against Christian Brown, his college teammate. So against another rookie, against a rookie who was drafted 21st, he was drafted 14th. It wasn't like he was going up against Aaron Gordon. Again, like, so that's why I wouldn't make huge proclamations out about this night, but pretty neat experience to be able to give the ball to Ochai Abaji late in the game and try to make him make plays. And crunch, crunch time. I right. mean, these are valuable minutes. I mean, these are a time when, when uh, the, the game is on the line and you put it, and you have the confidence to put it into his hands and, and you know, see what he can do. Uh, very impressed with the free throws. You know, sometimes you watch guys shoot free throws in pressure time, in pressure situations, and uh, they're not that clean. Clean meaning uh, a Joe Ingles type three years ago where he barely buckled in that. You know, and, that, and that's what I saw in that. And, why he was on the free throw line. We talked about this on postgame because Ron asked about it during the broadcast. So I want to bring this up again in regards to Chris Dunn. It's really fascinating. It's a great question by Ron. So what we're watching with Chris Dunn is right now he drives in the lane in control and he floats, takes this three to seven foot floater. It, it, traditionally, it's not a great shot. Like yeah. it's a shot that is made about 38% of the time. He's made a, an inordinate percentage this year, frankly. He's made 50 3% since he's with the Jazz. But maybe he can actually, it's not crazy. It was 65% for a while. Here's what's really interesting. This is the player who's changed. And so when people want to know, are, is the Chris Dunn we have right now sustainable to a future player? Well, he's dramatically different. When he was in Minnesota and Chicago in his opening four years in the league, he used to take, he took 24, 26, 26, and 40% of his shots at the rim. He took the 3 to 10 footer, 15%, 17%, 23%, 19%. So never more than 22%. He's taking that shot 58% of his shots right now. That's become his offensive game. He's only going to the rim 13% of the time, which you prefer he goes to the rim more. In his 14 games at the end of the year with Portland last year, this actually took place too. He took 41% of his shots. So he, this began last year. He did a little bit with Portland. He shot it fairly well in Portland, 40% okay. And then he did it clearly more in the G League this year. The other thing that's interesting is in the little time he's going to the rim now, 13% of his times, he's at 79%. We've oh. seen that corkscrew layup. Yeah. He's 53% on the floater. If you go back to the early stage of his career, I know it's a lot of numbers, but it's important. He was only a 55% shooter at the rim. So he was forcing it at the rim. He was getting himself in trouble. He wasn't making a lot of them. Very similar to where Taylor is right now in his career. You've seen him now after being cut, being G-leagued, being you know out of the league really, Suddenly, okay, well, I'm going to adjust, and he plays under control and with this little floater in the ring, it's a different player. And to me, that means there's a chance. And then he talked about us with postgame about, hey, well, then they started to come in after me, and they knew what I was going to do, so then I was kicking out and trusting my teammates, and he ended up with 14 assists. Taylor Tucker, if he's on balance like Dunn, then his field goal percentage will go up as well. That's a great point. One of the reasons that Dunn is, uh, I think, now is more successful now than what he was in some of the numbers you gave, the spacing on the floor is... Among us, especially against the Denver Nuggets. I mean, you got your your center plays outside the three point line, so he's able to be crafty enough, get into the paint, and and have the confidence to take that little floater that that uh, he, he's so good at. The other thing is that okay, I, now they're taking this away. What's next? What's open? I mean, that's a, that's the mentality of a point guard uh, that makes your teammates better, you know, off of whatever you're trying to do on the floor. Uh, Jazz get the win uh, tonight by the score of 118-114 to 114 over Denver. The other guy who played really well tonight was Luka Samanich. He got the start. He played 30 minutes. He scored 23 points. And Ron and I, if you were listening to our broadcast the other night, we commented that he, like when he takes a watch him in practice, his shooting stroke's fabulous. Ron and I were both sitting at practice. He took a shot in front of us. Both of us turned and looked at each other at the same time like, oh. <laughs> That's going like, to be valuable. <laughs> oh. And then we watched him play and it doesn't go in. 
Yeah. Tonight he went in. He went three for six with three, but he also played slicing the basket. He had a beautiful drop step. He just showed a lot more versatility in 33 minutes. Yeah, 14 shots tonight, and as you, as you just mentioned, 30, 30 minutes and 33 seconds. The other one that was yeah. interesting, Jazz played a ton of zone tonight. When Jokic on the floor, and it's, and they seem to kind of understand it, but at the same time, I'm not, I'd be curious to see the numbers. Like Denver did some really interesting things against the zone. It was as though the Jazz were like, okay, well, you're still taking the shots we want you to take, so it's okay. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what the Lakers did, did will do with the zone. Um, we saw what the Oklahoma City did with, with the zone. And I think it's going to be something to look at with teams splashing different guys in, into the paint and, and putting shooters in the corners. So because that's what seems to be what the shot that they're giving up right now. Uh, Ron Lacey thinks your hat deserves a star. She needs my hat. She likes my hat. She thinks it deserves a star. She's also worried about us because we have a plane to catch. She's right. Mm -hmm. um, they just told us it's a 5 o'clock plane, which is 40 minutes from now. We'll see if I can get the show up or not. <laughs> right. uh, so who are your two stars? I got uh, Dunn and, and, and I thought Abaji. He had a very good ball game, and then the clutch free throws and the clutch play he had late in that fourth quarter. So Chris Dunn and Ochai Abaji are your stars tonight. Jazz get the win. They wrap up the home season with another victory. We go to L.A. to close it out against a Laker team that I think will have stuff to play for, but who knows? Denver had sort of nothing to play for other than if they played Philadelphia in the finals. They lost home court advantage tonight to that. Jazz win it by the final score of 118-114. There's Ron's hat. I got so hot and bothered the sweater came off during the broadcast today. Have a great one. Thank you very much. Talk to you guys soon. We'll talk to you from L.A. one last final time, then we'll miss you badly. See you.